What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Lemon, and you're tuned in to the Joe Lemon Experience Podcast. I live by this motto called Push Yourself to Know Yourself, and this audio experience has totally been about me connecting with people that I find interesting and having just cool and candid conversations with them about how they're challenging the whole status quo and bettering themselves in the process. What's up, everyone? So you know what? I got a fun episode today. Got some guys that I had a chance to link up with um, out here in L.A. Met them through a mutual friend, Jay Fields. He's a really cool sports agent, man, that works that works with a lot of WNBA players as well as players playing overseas. So this is that this is that middle market that, you know, I don't feel like it's a lot of exposure and, and Jay's well connected. And so he put me in touch with um, a uh, college coach, Long Beach State's uh, basketball coach, as well as Nico Sharp, who's a, a financial advisor that works with several athletes. And so we just had a, a nice sit down, nice powwow. We get into a lot of different, a lot of different topics, everything from, you know, obviously playing overseas, money management for athletes. And, you know, we even dive into the weeds about whether whether people's thoughts on how the future youth really operates and far as their creativity. So I think I had a lot of fun doing it. I think you guys will enjoy this one. So sit back, enjoy it. Our conversation with Jay Fields, Dominique Freeman, and Nico Sharp. All right, though, guys, some traffic and then had to try to find some parking out there. Now that is ridiculous. So I want to welcome on Jay Fields, sports agent, Dominique Freeman, mm-hmm. college coach out here in Long Beach. And we also have Nico Sharp, man. He's a, a financial guru. And he's also uh, building some other empires along the way, man. So trying to. <laughs> I mean like I mean like honestly, once I was coming over here, I was thinking like, yo, this kind of feels like uh one of those movies, like, he got game or something over there, you know? Like, <laughs> I feel like we might kind of have that type of vibe going with this whole type of show, man. Do you guys remember that movie at all? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite shows, for sure. I, I mean, I'm from the East Coast, so Jesus Shuttles. Jesus Shuttles, bro. Like, come on. Family of Brooklyn and the Bronx, too, so. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, man, so um, I was watching this watching movie last night called, uh, I think it's called Flying High. Have you guys seen that on, like, Netflix? No. Really cool movie, man. Um, it wasn't, like, great acting. It wasn't one of those, but it had a really good storyline. It's about this sports agent during an actual lockout uh, where he pretty much had the players create their own separate league by just having these private games. And then he mm-hmm. got some offers from, like, Netflix and, like, you know, I think it was, like, Facebook also gave us some you know, other offers so they can try to get the whole lockout over. But anyway, I thought you guys might. No, I never heard that one. I think I just downloaded it. Did you? I think I just downloaded it. I'm going to have to check it out. You said Fly High? Is that it? High Flying Bird? High Flying Bird. I just downloaded it. I'm going to check it out. Check it out for a long time, man. Yeah. I just downloaded it a couple days ago. I mean, so everyone in here is like sports fans, and I want to hear from the college coach and the actual sports agent. Is it really like that for the whole college recruiting experience, if you're like that whole Jesus type of shuttle work? But, I mean, because like people kind of give them a, a lot of attention, but... I feel like a lot of that is just, uh, you know, Hollywood. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's your day. You wanna, uh, hey, brother, you got the voice, man. Go ahead and start us off. I mean, I think some of it is um, a little over exaggerated just to make the, uh, 
But, but, uh... And this is going to be highly evident, trust me. Okay, yeah, but then, then yeah. it's a little different. No, I, I would say, I don't think so. I mean, I think um, when it comes to recruiting, it's, it's, it's different nowadays how, because you're dealing with now so many different people you have to associate with, with uh, their high school coach, uh, their club coach, right. their parents, mm-hmm. and then they, you, you're compared with who they're getting recruited by, what, you know, maybe they, what they're saying that's going on behind the scenes. Like, hey, they're all just this, this, and this. So I think it's a little bit trying to fill out what's real and what's realistic mm-hmm. with, this, with these players. And uh, um, where I'm at, we don't do that, man. Of course we're a small Christian private school. And uh, <laughs> we try to do things the right Absolutely. way. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess from the agent side, um, I mean, there, there is stuff like that behind the scenes, uh, depending on who it is. For the most part, you know, if you're not, like, the top three pick in the draft, then nobody's really talking to you like that. Um, yeah. But I think, I mean, for, for the most part, they're, they're, you're talking about, you know, Jesus Shutterworth. I mean, there, there's some there's, there's some recruiting like that, you know, as far as the major side, but it's it's not, you know, I think that there's a little, little extra just because it's a movie, because it's Hollywood uh, that kind of goes into play. Um, but you know, it's 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 it's. I, I would say it's competitive. But, you know, people people want to compete, and you know, they'll find ways to win if that makes sense. So uh, whatever that means. I mean, man, you, you know. So one thing that always kind of interests me too is like why certain athletes choose certain agents. You know, what I mean, like, I mean, maybe you guys could try to shed some light on that because you guys all have, have a little bit of experience. I mean, is it purely just off the reputation that people just rely on that they go in with? I mean, and especially some of those known sharks. We aren't going to name any names here. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but there's some people that I know about. I'm not an athlete that's trying to play anything. Mm-hmm. I know that they're sharks just from being a little bit into the whole um, industry. Why do certain athletes kind of go that route? I would love to kind of get some insight. Um, man. Uh, right to the deep end, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I mean, like, like, like I said again, it, it, you know, it, when, when you're talking about going pro. Uh, especially in, in this generation, you know, this was like the seventies and eighties. That's it's a little bit different, you know. Um, you know, I, I believe they said Magic Johnson made like thirty-two million dollars in his career, uh, compared to guys like you know Kevin Garnett who made well over two hundred, you know, some odd million dollars in their career. So, uh, you know, then if you look at guys like you know Zion, who's projected to get like a hundred million dollar shoe deal right out of college, uh, you know, there's a lot of money involved. So. Um, I think what it is is, is that, you know, nowadays uh, I think athletes are learning their worth a little bit more than, than, you know, what they knew about back in the 80s and 70s and 90s, and, and they're expecting a little bit more. Um, and, and they want to go with somebody that can kind of give them the whole the whole enchilada, if that makes sense. So, you know, if, if you if you got, you know, if you're, you know, Zion, you know, and, and you're sitting there and you got five agents right there in front of you, you're going you're gonna to pick the – that one guy who's who's willing to, to I guess, invest everything uh, to to get you, if that makes sense. No, you know what I'm, I mean. I mean, honestly, it really does make a lot of sense. But I think, like, like you're saying, that times are starting to come along where athletes mm-hmm. seem like they're a little bit more into understanding what that longevity looks like. Yeah. I mean, uh, Nico, you could probably speak to people trying to invest a little bit oh, as yeah. well. I mean, because you know, average lifespan of most athletes, I know in football, it's only like. Three and a half years, yeah. no yeah. something like that. So for basketball, I, I don't really have those numbers. But uh, I want to say it's 
four point seven years or something that like that. Sense. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so we're talking half a decade at best, right? Yeah. For the, for average. Yeah. I mean, you have your you know greats out there that might play for fifteen twenty, which is just crazy. But majority of people aren't doing that. So people are starting to think a little bit more long term. Are you coming across any any? Yeah, yeah. So I actually personally do represent a few athletes, and I'll tell you, it's you know not to be cliche or you know quote any uh, movies, but yeah, it's you got to show them the money, right? So. You know, if you're not well, so speaking from an advisor standpoint, the first question that the smarter athletes will say, and you know, this could be they might have good advisors, they may have family members, they may have already seen it from other people in their group, you know, in their social group. But most of the time, they'll come to me and say, "Hey, number one priority, Nico, I just don't want to be broke. I don't want to be living in my mama's house, and you know, I just don't want to go through that all again." Mm-hmm. You know, and that's typically the first thing that we come across on my agenda, anyway, is to say, "Hey, okay, look." You know, how long do you and your agent and the agent is typically there, you know, or on the phone or whatever. And I go, you know, what's what is the time frame of you? You know, let's be real for a second of how long your career is going to last. Like, how do you think how long do you think you're going to go at this and what is your plans after that? So I could care less about what financial instruments or strategies or solutions we're going to use. It's more about, you know, your career moving forward and your ability to monetize, you know, the rest of your, you know, the rest of your talent and skill. You know, besides athleticism, it's like, okay, you would just go for engineering, socialism. What's going to be next? Like, how can I plan for you financially for the next 20 years? Is so, it like a realistic outlook that a lot of these athletes are having? I mean, I mean, do you guys Some feel- of them. Very rare. Either you guys. Either you guys. Very rare. Uh, I mean, it is very rare. Very they, rare. They have these, these, these huge goals. <laughs> very rare. Because they're kids, right? I yeah. mean, I mean, I mean, lots of times, man. I mean, so I still work with like a lot of universities, and every time I go to these athletic training rooms, they're like, I mean, you just start thinking like, I'm like 35, and so these are like 19 year olds, 20 year olds. I mean, and, I, and then I try to put myself in their shoes, and I was ridiculous at 19 yeah. to 20. Had Me no too. common sense. So yeah. they kind of say, all right, I'm about, I'm I'm pretty much about to load you up and make smart choices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, like right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, these, uh, you know, now we're alluding to where these recruiters that we're talking about, about mm-hmm. how they go through some of these big name programs, mm-hmm. and they, that's where it's invested so much money. Mm-hmm. Like, even our school right now, we're investing in more money, so our, our facilities are bigger, and we have the flat screen TVs and the nice uh, video game system. So, when they go on these recruiting trips, they're like, Wow, look at this, man. I get all of this. And you can bring them in a little bit, huh? Right, yeah. yeah. So it, it's nowadays, man, it's that's what the kids are into. You're asking, you're asking an 18 year old or a 17 year old to make these good decisions while all of this is thrown at them. So it's, it's really tough, man. It, yeah. it's, it's big on the parents, hopefully, help them if they have a parent in their life to help them see those mm-hmm. things uh, rather than just the, the blame and everything. How much. Default falls back on you as a coach, man. I mean, because I can imagine that's tough. I mean, if you're with them, you got these kids with you every day, and they're probably looking to you, kind of like a mm-hmm. older uncle, big brother, right. father figure for some of them. Uh, how's that's, that kind of hit you, man? Uh, uh, say if I was like, their high school coach? No, or no, no, the, no, no, no. I, as I far as going, oh, going yeah, forward, right? Yeah, yeah. As far as I, I, I would say uh, it's important yeah. because you're with them more than, than their families, yeah. um, and you're almost. I think you're more of a uh, counselor mm-hmm. and someone that can help guide them than you are than their basketball coach. Um, so I find that more, um, that being more of that being 
I feel I'm more of a counselor than I am a coach at this point in my, mm-hmm. my career. So I think it's very important to have um, that relationship with them and help them guide them through what's the right, the right choice and what's the wrong choice. Sure, sure. Quick question, everybody, man. Um, do you guys believe that college players ought to be paid? Mm. I would say no, man. No? Nah. Alright, go ahead, Jay. Explain yourself, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just one of those things that if you start paying college players, like, where does it start? Where does it end? Mm-hmm. Who do you pay? How much? Is it across the board the same? And if it is across the board the same, it's still going to happen where somebody's going to be behind the scenes paying more. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, at, at the end of the day, I think that you, you do get a free education um, regards of whatever, you know, regards of whatever your feelings is, you know, the school's making money, et cetera, et cetera. It's kind of one of those things like you already knew this kind of going in. Um, if you didn't want to go play college basketball um, and you feel like you need to get paid, go overseas first. Uh, there's there's nobody stopping you from going overseas. That's a choice that you're not making. So if you're making that choice to go to college and, and play whatever sport that you're playing, then, then that's that's when it needs to be. You have your choice to finish up all four years and get a degree, which is what they're paying for, or you have your choice to you know skip it and, and, and turn pro. That's you know that's that's. But I mean, if you if you do that, then you know cheerleaders might want to say they want to get paid, and then you know dancers from from theater is going to want to get paid. Video camera, come on, man, I want to check. You, you know, you got you got you know because if that's the case, I'm definitely going to go back to be a water boy, man. I want I want fifty thousand dollars to hand my bottle to you, man. So I mean, man. So, but but you know what? I think you bring up a really good point, though. Um, people going overseas. Ha, has that worked for anybody in the past? You guys have any stories of people going over and then coming back yeah. to the league and making it happen? Terrence Ferguson, OKC. Uh, he, you know, he skipped skipped high, uh, college and went to uh, uh, Australia to play. Brandon Jennings um, skipped University okay. of Arizona and went, went to, I believe, he went to Italy to play. Um, was it Emmanuel Moutier, uh, who used to play for the Denver Nuggets, skipped college and went to, I think, Cameroon to play. So, oh, cool. uh, I mean. Players do it. A lot, a lot of times is it comes down to, you know, like the thing about athletes, man, it, it's a catch-22 in the sense that, you know, it's like I don't feel bad for them, but I feel bad for them. And I feel bad for them because they got a lot of people in their ear. Right. You know, you got, you know, especially when you become real big time, you got people that you never even seen or heard of in your life come out the woodwork and be like, yo, like we – we family, bro. You didn't know that type type thing. So, um, you know, between you know, you know, the, the the immediate family and then just random people, friends, and and you know, trying to take care of your boy. Like I think what was it, Antoine Walker trying to try to hook up his boys. He had like 35, 35 people as far as quote unquote his friends as a posse. That's one of the reasons why he was technically bankrupt while he was still under contract with Boston Celtics for one hundred forty seven mil. Wow. So um, it's it's. You know, it's I don't I don't know. It's 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 definitely a little difficult. Um, but as far as paying athletes in college, I mean, you you kind of know what it is already. Um, that's that's, that's I, I think it's one of those things. That I don't mean to speak too long, but I think just keep it keep it simple. It's like being a teacher. You know what it, you know how much you're gonna make as a teacher going in to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. So to go to be try to be a teacher and then I'll, oh I want a million dollars. You you knew that you knew that you were never gonna make a million dollars as a teacher from jump. So. That's that's just my opinion. I like it, man. Go ahead, Nico. Let me get your thoughts. I I agree for the most part. Um, you know, you're you're getting a good quality education for free. You know, that side of it, I definitely agree with. And you know, to 
extend that a little bit further. The issue too is if you give someone who is um, not financially responsible a lot of money too soon, Antoine Walker being a perfect example, you know they'll misma- they'll mismanage their assets. I mean, you know, I have clients who unfortunately pass away and they leave a lot of money to their kids without any estate plan in place or without a, a well-written trust. Wow. And they go out and buy a McLaren the weekend after, you know. So at that age, even myself being 20 years old, I spent money on a lot of stupid things. So that's the side of it where I don't think, you know, college players should be getting paid. I think the education is definitely enough. The other part is because um, I have cousins right now who are, you know, athletes, collegiate athletes right now. I think that they should have enough money um, and that should be administered by the school to where at least they can, you know, pay their, you know, regular, you know, needs based items, food, clothing, getting, you know, catching the bus if they got to go somewhere. I think the basic necessities to get them from A to B should be taken care of, but it should not extend beyond that. Sure. You know, give them a bus pass, a metro pass if they're in New York. Keep it simple. Basic you know, free free thing. lunch. You know, just so they can get from A to B. But don't give them a salary where, you know, you're giving them a couple grand a month and they can just go out and go crazy. Because then that will, you know, their focus will deviate from academics. You know, it'll right away. And I've seen it happen time and time again. Yeah. So. No, no, man. You know what? I think that makes tons of sense too because you know I remember making okay money in like college. And it felt like I was on top of the world. Same here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, My a wife will tell you. a long way. What you already got to do. I mean, oh, yeah. Once, like, the basics are covered, you got food, you have a little, um, what's it called, meal plan card or whatever. Yeah. I mean, a grant goes a long way then, man. Yeah, I thought I was Rick Ross in college, <laughs> man. <Yeah. laughs> so, uh, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely yeah. don't. That's where it goes, man. Yeah, it's where it goes. And you don't possess. No. And uh, it's all about, you know, almost living a different life than what you really want through. I mean, some of these kids are buying stuff, buying jewelry, and buying clothes, and acting as if they're balling and yeah. really struggling. So I really think it's important that uh, we, we keep it the way it is right now. Yeah, I mean, man, you know, to me, college is like a time when it's not even realistic. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's like nothing like the real world to me at all. Like, once you start working every day, I mean... For a lot of these athletes, yes, because they wake up early, they have they have a pretty tight schedule. I mean, things is pretty much scripted for them. But for majority of people in college, you don't have that experience after college. <laughs> you know, like no one says oh, I left college and then I kept that thing going while I was working. You know, like yeah. so if you throw a little bit, a couple of dollars on top of that, it might might get a, it might go down real oh, yeah. quick. Yeah. So, all right, I got something else for us, man. So, um. One of the big things that was going on during the whole bowl game uh, this past year is that people start people start trying to sit out of the actual games because they were getting ready for the actual pros, right? Um, how do you guys feel about college players taking that stance? Where it's like, okay, look, I'm not getting paid. I got a check coming up because I'm going to be a top 25 draft pick or something like that coming down the pike. Um, you know, you guys want them to keep playing their whole college career, especially as a coach, though, right? I mean, if you got one of your star athletes, I'm sure you would – you would hate to see him sit out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because my job's on the line. Yeah. You know, because wins, point. wins matter. And uh, it's tough to, especially in football, basketball, I feel like it's a little different. It's not as, uh, you know. Not as risky when it comes exactly. to that. Exactly. Yeah. But when it comes to that, I'm, I'm open-minded because I know if they get hurt, they're almost there. So I think it's important that uh, you have to have an understanding of both sides of 
takes it out, like it was stuck. It doesn't promote what we've been talking about as far as you know, finish the finish year out strong. And uh, but at the same time, I gotta also look at it from their standpoint because I want to succeed in life, and it's like it's a catch twenty two. So I, I'm I'm open ended on that one. I don't really have a, a per se on that one. I just support the athlete. Hopefully, it goes well for them. That's good. Yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a really cool approach. You guys got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I definitely think, um, you know, if, if you're in the NFL, it's a contact sport, lots yep. of injuries, and, you know, the contracts aren't as lucrative as, say, you know, the MLB or the NBA. It's not guaranteed money. It's not guaranteed at all, yeah. You know, so um, as a speaking from a financial planning perspective, you know, I would tell my, my client, don't play that bowl game, you know, especially being a fan of the NFL. I've seen athletes, you know, that were projected to be top five picks, which would have, you know, you would, you would assume they would get a nice signing bonus and things like that. And now they're second round picks because they blew out their ACL in a senior bowl game, mm-hmm. you know, and that actually happened to a couple of players uh, the last, I think, two or three draft classes. Who was it? Uh, Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith, that's right. I'm a Cowboys yeah. fan, so yeah, I, don't, yeah, yeah. I don't tell Cowboys a lot of people fan? that. But Come on. I know. From New York? We're, we're in witness protection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really tell people unless they ask. Um, but, yeah, case in point, you know, uh, the Cowboys took a chance on Jalen Smith. He was arguably top five yep. best players, and uh, we know what happened. You know, he had nerve damage, and, I mean, I don't know how much money he could have made, but – Thankfully, you know, thank God he's now doing this thing. But uh, it's about two years, a, though, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 and that's a prime reason why I have that stance. You know, for guys like him, who's a great guy, you know, good personality and all that, and unfortunate circumstances. So. Yeah, you know, you know, it's it's, it's really interesting, man, because college, uh, college is tough right now. I feel like because uh, the cost of college is going up like crazy, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I mean, most people. I'm not sure how much I paid for school coming up, but I remember it being under ten thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, I mean, a semester at least. If it wasn't for the year, I, I can't remember the actual numbers right now. But I mean, now it's nothing to drop fifteen, twenty a semester, and you know, it seems like there's a little bit of a bubble, like almost starting to form around college, man. Yeah. Uh, especially when you're talking about the fact that you can't get out of your actual student loans. Yeah, it seems like it's one of those places where um, you know. It's the next place that the government has to try to step in and try to take care of some folks. I mean, but I mean, but so, but so, you have a couple of mixed things happening, right? So you got the whole back end piece where you have people who had that have uh, lots of these guarantee loans building up, right? You have these college athletes that are like, well, I just want to get through the system unscathed for the most part. It seems mm-hmm. like. Do you guys feel like the value of college is still at where it used to be? And not to ruffle too many feathers here, coach, but no, you're good. You're yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um. Value of of colleges and how much they cost. Them. We're we're like fifty two, fifty three a year. Okay. So. Ooh. Oh, fifty two. Yeah, it's up there. Yikes. Yeah. Hopefully, be um, a hundred, right? Two K. Oh man, shit. It's, it's up there. Um, it's wow. good, man. <laughs> the value of the school. I mean, it's tougher because when I went to school, it. it Where'd you go to school, by the way? I went to Long Beach State. Okay. Cool. So. Oh, okay. Um, and if you ask me what I remember going to school, I can tell you. <laughs> stuff, stuff we went to yeah. Over. Uh, I think that's everybody. Yeah. It, it is. And yeah. I think me personally, my experience going to school, I would say it's, I don't know where this money is invested in, but to the teachers, to the, 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 I mean, the, the 
itself. Right. It's hard to say per se, but I don't think so. I think uh, also uh, we're private school, so I think there's more things we have to cover. Of course. Not as many kids compared to, let's say, public school. Yep. We have to cover those expenses, but... Don't have the funding from natural state. Exactly. So, it, for me, I don't personally, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. There's, there's got to be a different way. And, uh, I don't know. It's tough. Tough call. Uh, you know what's so crazy? I saw something on, uh, ironically, on Facebook yesterday, man. It was a post. And it talked about how crazy the, the, the U.S. government is. And banks pretty much just said banks will fly out the you know open the doors and fly up open the doors to give you a two hundred thousand dollar student loan, but will deny you left and right if you try to do a twenty thousand dollar business loan. And uh, I kind of looked at that in a sense that you know uh, as far as education, um, and a lot of people don't realize how far the United States really is in education. Um, from from you know elementary to middle school, high school, and even college, uh, you know you you get in debt, um, and nowadays you got to have a master's uh, to 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 right. apply for certain jobs, and yep. Yep. even when you do apply for certain jobs, you know they they want you to have ten years of experience. Well, yeah. if I'm in school for eight to ten years trying to you know get a bachelor's and a, and a, and a master's, and I got almost three hundred grand in debt from undergrad and and and. Uh, you know, my master's program and you want 10 years experience, where am I supposed to get that from? I don't have time <laughs> at any point to get experience in that field. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if, if you're going to, if, if people are paying, you know, uh, you know, you know, Columbia University prices, almost 60 grand a year, um, you know, you do 60 times four, like unless I'm making at least 150 K as soon as I come out, which that's not even realistic. And even when I do come out, I probably won't still know anything until I spend X amount of years in the actual field. Sure. That's a lot of money and a lot of time wasted. Um, so co- college is college is an interesting, uh, uh, you know, dynamic. I think it's kind of like a tweener. Like you, you're not fully in the world. <laughs> you're still kind of in high school, but you're not. And, you know, you're supposed to learn, but at the same time, you're in a class with like 100 kids. One professor probably doesn't even know your name. Yeah. At what point am I learning? And then what am I learning? So you're telling me I go to college for four years. The first two years, I got to do the same stuff I just graduated high school for just to slowly, surely get into my, my degree. And then you're telling me I can't even get, get a, a job that's as much as I'm paying for college because I, I need a master's. So I think there's just, you know, as far as education, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be fixed there. So, um, yeah. Man. Uh, <laughs> this is this is definitely my subject. So um, I'll, I'll give you a personal example of a conversation I just had with a fraternity brother who's a lot younger and just actually graduated law school. So I have a fraternity brother from the St. Tom- from St. Thomas, you know, one of the islands, and uh, basically his local government in St. Thomas uh, put together money for him to go to Rutgers, where, where both my wife and I went to college, and graduated, no problem, right? Four years, done. Went to law school, Chicago Kent School of Law. Three years, knocked it out, no problem. Doesn't have any work experience, though, but he's got a JD and he's got a bachelor's degree. Applied for a position at Merrill Lynch, his salary's $50,000 wants to go into the trust side of wealth management, where you know they're going over trust, they're working with individuals of high net worth. 
he's about to fail as a financial advisor right now because he has no experience. They hired him because of his JD, but he's only making 50 grand a year. If he stays at that firm, he'll never be able to pay any of his, any of his student loans back. Well, so you have an issue of the difference between experience versus education, but then you have a bigger issue of being overeducated, right? We were just talking about how people can go out, get their bachelor's, they get their master's, but they have no work experience. So how do they get a job? They take an entry level job, which doesn't even make them enough money to pay for those loans. What I'm seeing now is two sides, right? You got the kids who are overeducated, who it's going to take them at least a couple of years to figure out, a, a, you know, to figure out how to find a decent job to where they can even pay those loans back. Mm-hmm. And then you have the kids that, you know, go into trades. They're, you know, they're doing HVAC, they're mechanics, they're so forth. They start their own business and they're successful right off the ground. So and I they're think, paying a lot more too. They're, yeah, well, they're they paying all. a lot more because because <laughs> there's not there's not a lot of those jobs. Uh, there's not a lot of those. Um, you know, a lot of people are coming out of college yep. and picking that field. Yep. So there's actually a big demand for trade. You know, services nowadays. But I think that I think one of the biggest things for college kids right now is they need to, for one, before they even get to college, they need to take courses in personal financial, you know, knowledge. Know what credit is, know what debt is. I mean, if I if I really could design a curriculum, I'd have every graduating senior read Rich Dad Poor Dad before they even get to college. Mm-hmm. Good book. That will shape their shape them mentally to determine why am I even going to college in the first place. Yep. You know, okay, not to knock on sociology majors, but okay, if I'm going to go to school for sociology yeah. and I have a best friend who went to school for that, what am I going to really do? How am I going to monetize that education to where? I am not in debt 15, 20 years down, down the road, you know? So I think that is the number one thing is if you're going to, if you're going to seek out this expensive education, what are you going to use it for? What's going to be the end game? Obviously you don't know what you want to do for the rest of your life. Who the hell does? But eventually you have to figure out something. Okay. You got to figure out pivots. That's something my stepfather said. He said, okay, if you can't figure it out within these first four years, what is your backup plan? What's plan B? You're going to go into real estate. You're gonna become a cop, a firefighter. What's what's your backup plan? Um, so if you're gonna if you're gonna take out that large loan, just at least know why you're taking it out. That way, okay, I wanted to be an accountant. I hate you know sitting in front of Excel and books all day. I want to do something else. At least you have you know at least you went in there knowing okay you know at least I can use this degree somewhere down the road. You know what I mean? So I, I think that's it. You just have to go in there knowing okay I'm taking. Be aware of what you're doing. You know, financially, I think no college student has any slight awareness of what debt actually means mm-hmm. to Agreed. begin with. Agreed. So if you don't know the value of debt, then you can't place an emphasis on the value of education. I didn't fully understand what I signed up for until two years after I graduated college. And I was looking at my loan, pay, you know, those little payments that they give you every month, your overall ridiculous statement that I had to pay back. Right. And then I turned it over on the back and it says, if you let this mature, it's going to be, you know, two and a half times, three Double times, four times, right? Yep. What you actually try to sign up for. And it's like, that's what people don't understand. Yeah. And it blows me away that they don't talk about it at all in like high school or just any time, middle to, school, elementary, anything. To, to, to piggyback on, on what Nico just said and what you just said, look, I was 18 years old and didn't realize I got a credit card. <laughs> I, I walk, no, 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 no lie. I walked into Express, me and my boy, hot chick. She was bad, like bad. And she was like, hey, I know you guys like that stuff. Go ahead and, you know, sign right here. And you guys can go ahead and take it. I'm like, cool. Sign right there. Took it. Boom. Gone. Walking, you know, walking out with bags of Express. Yeah. 
got a statement in mail. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> what, what, what am I looking at here? And that's when I realized I had a credit card. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not knocking my parents, but I didn't know what an APR was. Yeah. I didn't know anything. Yeah. I didn't know how to read a statement. I didn't even know what I just applied for. Just to come to find out, I applied for a credit card. Then I had to talk to my dad, and he, like, he broke it down. Like, hey, look, you know, be careful. You know, this affects your credit. Okay, thanks. That affects my credit. How? Oh, so you're saying that if I don't do this or if I'm late, if exactly. I'm late a day that like five years down the road, I may not be able to buy a house because my yeah. credit is at 500. Mm-hmm. They don't talk, they don't teach none of this. It's no. almost like the system was just cr- kind of created for everybody to fail unless you just somehow figure it out. And I learned the hard way too. I had a $500 Chase credit card and mm-hmm. ordered Domino's pizza for me and a bunch of girls. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened. I remember it. Every, and I rented a car to get to those girls to order the Domino's pizza. Have then, you guys noticed this old common theme already? That, that there was a girl always in a situation, yeah. and then there was a credit card application. It's like there's a girl, there's a credit card. Hey, they say they say guys are dumb for a reason. Yeah, so right. there you go. Yep. Yep. But but man, it, it is um it, it really kind of blows me away, and I, I think it's one of those conversations that I always like to have with people because somehow we got to figure out how we can work this into the into the, at least the actual talk. Yeah, a common sense talk. It's common yeah, sense. Yeah, I'm not talking about anything crazy here. Right, yeah. compound interest, basic conversation. Um, so anyway, I was going to throw it out, man. But um, have you guys heard about this whole uh, this whole phenom of high schoolers dropping out so that you can launch YouTube channels and really focus on trying to become personal brands for the most part? No. So this is a, this is one of those plays here, right? Because you already know if you have like a million uh, followers, let's say on like YouTube, that can that can that's going to work out to be about fifteen hundred dollars. You know, each month, right? Wow. Two to three, of course. You can, you can, you can pretty much just start doing that math, right? So, for the most part, a lot of these people are dropping out early, just so they can start um, launching their actual YouTube channels and, and then start making money on it. It's pretty wild. Wow. Sophomores, fifteen-year-olds. Is that my fault? Kids are dropping out early, man, so they can start making YouTube channels. But the crazy part is, a couple of them, it's working pretty well. I mean, I I would never advise a high schooler to go do that, but it's difficult when you got a couple of use cases out there where they're like, hey, I can make five grand and I got no debt. Yeah, no degree. <laughs> you, you <know? laughs> yeah. I mean, but but lots of these guys just want to grow up just to be YouTube stars and like, you know, personalities anyway. It's interesting. I don't know. You guys got any thoughts on that, man? Oh, man. If they get their if they get their GED, yeah. then one one day after you know they made it then yeah because i know guys who dropped out of high school for you know more than one reason and they ended up getting their ged later in life figured it out and they're doing well but if if not god bless them and good luck um yeah because you 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 gotta at least get a get your high school. Yeah, you don't have to go to college, man. But you got, they got. I mean, they they did say like this is the generation of like the most like inspired entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. They got so many tools, man. They do. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel no. like it's laziness though. If you don't, like you said, if you don't yeah. get your high school diploma, I think that's just laziness. I mean, because you can, yeah, you can still get your high school degree and still be YouTube channel. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, at least you balling, you know, with with that degree, man. Yeah, the question would be, what would be the longevity? Yeah, because you you'd have to be training right yeah. for for a long time. Yeah, there's now people do game. They're gamers now. They literally sit. They they sit yep. and play video games for hours. Yeah, yeah. Fortnite. 
paid. And people watch them play games. I'm like, what? Yeah. They give away scholarships at like Stanford if you're like one of the top gamers. Yeah. Um, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. He's 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 right. Guy ninja, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. My, me, and my pops was just talking about that on the phone because my 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 little brother is like uh, huge on Fortnite or whatever. Yeah. Um, and yep. uh, you know, I think uh, Nico, you can probably know it better than I. The guy who created Fortnite, I swear they said that his net worth went from twenty million to like six point five billion. Yeah. In like billions. six months. Billions. Yeah. He went from twenty million to like six point five billion in six months. Yeah. They have Just because of Fortnite. Yeah. Everything. It's and it's uh, a it's a free game by the way. Gotta throw that in it's free. Yeah. Sponsors, advertisers. On every platform. Every, but people people are, are you know, paying money to go watch you play, which is a little weird. That just that sounds like some type yeah, of I've seen that, sexual yeah. <laughs> That's just a little weird, man. Like it's a little weird, but girls yeah. back and forth again. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, what you doing? Oh man, I'm watching somebody play Fortnite, bro. Hey, yeah. leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone. Like it's just a little but yeah, no, I mean like I'm 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 all for, you know, whatever it is that you want to do. I think that at least having your high school degree is, is solid. Um, you know, like I said, I, I'm not I'm not telling anybody to go to college or not go to college. I think I think they need to regulate college a little bit better. I think that it, unless you're in a specific field like being an attorney or being a doctor, then yeah, for sure. But I mean, sometimes like I remember when I was a financial advisor and I went to was, I think it was Northwestern Mutual, and they're like, oh well, we need you to have your master's program, master's degree. I'm like, well, I need my master's degree. Well, it's because with those type of people, most likely they're doing X, Y job. And because they're doing X, Y job, they were in your class. So you can probably go back to them. Maybe they're engineers. or So you can network. Exactly. That's (laughs) all it was. That's all it was. But in all in all, anybody, a high school kid can go out, as long as he's 18, has his degree, can go out and go take his Series 65 and become a financial advisor. You don't need a college degree. So you got all these people, and I see it all the time, like, oh, man, I got a master's from SC. But you're a real estate agent. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I want to go get my degree. For what? You you're in debt like 250k yeah. just to go be a real estate agent. And you didn't learn real estate. And, and you didn't college. learn real estate, real estate yeah. in college. It's crazy, man. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I mean, man, hands down, one of the things I think that most universities trade on these days. Yeah. Uh, sports uh, agent. How do you feel about it, man? I mean, it, <laughs> he's making money, man. That's all that matters. <laughs> um, no, nah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's. Uh, I, I, I kind of agree with Nico. Like, it has to be. You're gonna have to like, and it's not just even Ice Cube. It's everybody. Everybody's gonna have to figure out how to how to whatever business they're in to shift it towards things that is relatable to this upcoming generation. Yeah. Uh, because you know, I I, get, I I thought I was like a huge gamer, but you know, according to my pops, like that's not even I was even close. So like, I guess <laughs> I guess my little brother just is is on Fortnite twenty four seven, seven days out the week. Uh, really? Yeah. So. Uh, I just think it's one of those things, man, like, uh, just kind of like what Nico said earlier, I think, you know, it's just like the whole, if you don't finish high school, it's kind of like lazy type thing, if you just kind of like drop out of high school, just be on YouTube, it's kind of, just kind of like lazy, so I think, I think it's, 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 there's a lot of uh, uh, laziness in this upcoming generation, like, the, the creativity, to me, is, is kind of gone. Think so? Uh, yeah. Yeah? yeah. All right. Yeah, because, you know, like, when you were younger, man, like, 
there was times when your parents kick you out the house just so you can go do stuff, like mm-hmm. figure stuff out. Yep. Go like go venture on a playground and go play, you know, Toy Story on the playground. Like you know what I mean? Like you couldn't tell nobody like that this in this generation. Like Toy Story, what what is that? It just launched like last week. Toy Story Five, like yeah, yeah, yeah. never heard of it. Fortnite, you know what I mean? So it's it's I don't know. Man. Yeah. I mean, man, you know, so I think that this generation might be too creative. Let me give my thoughts on that. Mm. I mean, because I think that they're hyper connected. Like, they socialize 24-7. Oh my God. I mean, there was times you were just like, if nobody was outside, you just walked walk by yourself. You know, I'm like, I remember just having like a football, waiting for someone to come out. Like, hey, yeah. man, is anyone going to come join me out here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and you're just walking around for a little bit. It didn't last long, but you were outside for a little bit, right? These guys, 24-7 connection. Wherever they go, Alexa just picked up, and that's why it started playing the music on my phone. I mean, like straight up, it's, it's wild to see how to see how much engagement that they had. I think it's not, you know, deep relationships. You know, like I was just talking to one of my friends from twenty years ago yesterday. You know, like I'm not sure how deep it's gonna last. You know, go I should say, <laughs> but but it's definitely like like they might have two thousand friends in like middle school. Which is nuts, yeah. <laughs> you know. Like, you know, I mean, most people walked around with twenty, you know, and that was deep. If you had twenty friends in like high school, you were a problem, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Now two thousand is like, oh yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, I got two thousand people I can contact right now if I want to have a party yeah. and have a whole bunch of people over. I mean, um, I think that I think that they're almost so they're almost over engaged. You know, I mean, there's too much, too much, um, too much sensory on them almost. You know. Yeah. Like, there's always something in their face. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the stuff that are coming up with, it is wild, man. Like, um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I think that a lot of them are lazy because a lot of us were lazy, too. Yeah. You know, there's a whole bunch of kids. That but my, my thing is, do you think that, do you really think they are being creative? Because, you know, the guy on Fortnite is old. Like, oh, is he? What, 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 is he like, like 50 or 60 he's or something? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, wow. in, like even the Amazon owner, you know, he's he's up there. He's yeah, been doing Bezos, this since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot of these guys are older. So my thing is, is that, you know, once I start seeing more and more, you know, got, you know, younger people creating games like Fortnite or, or creating something to, to engage in this, this stuff, that's, that's, I guess, what would change my narrative them not being creative. Because I mean I, I'm right. I, you're you're 100 right. I mean I remember MySpace like top five. Like oh, yeah. if you weren't on my top five, you already knew what time it was. Yeah. <laughs> and if you changed from my top five, you know that I was mad at you. you know? yeah. So yeah, you know what I mean? and that was all you needed was like if you had a good five, that's it. That it was, was solid. Good. I mean like if you had, like right now, everybody seems like they're at least over 29 in the room. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean so like if you have five good friends. You're like, wow, got five good friends in my life. That's what's up. <laughs> you know? I mean, but I could imagine for these guys, if you came up with nothing but I got at least 200 people, at minimum, mm-hmm. 200 phone numbers that I can just dial really quick and get to, if not 5K, I mean, that's, that's, that, that's got to be interesting, though, man. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think a lot of them are lazy, though. And, and you know, I, I think a lot of them do sit back and they don't do it. But I think that what they care about is not the things that we care about, which is money. <laughs> yeah, Straight up. Yeah, more about likes. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. I mean, I mean, I mean man. Yeah, you in, know, instant gratification. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I, mean, I mean, it's more about the actual, you know, being at the top of the food chain, top of the type of look, than it yeah. is kind of about going deep with people. I think they're into, I think a lot of them too, though, just, just got to give them some props. Some of them are very social advocate type people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see a lot of, lots of these social movements happening up that we didn't really, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you just let people let stuff happen. You know, like, mm-hmm. like that was that was their issue. That's not our issue. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember that through that line. I mean, so I I just think it I think it looks different. You know, the way more creative with um with the whole how can they build a different type of community, but they don't fully understand what it takes to build a different type of community. You know what I mean? I agree. I I, I I'll, I'll definitely hop on that point. I agree with that. I agree with the whole likes thing because even even as a sports agent. Like, uh, I have one client, Brooke McCarthy, uh, who's playing in Europe, um, and, like, I'm on her head as soon as, like, her, her, her Instagram goes from 30K to, like, 29. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, you're, you're losing followers because in this generation, yeah. especially on business yeah. side, that's yeah. important. Yep. Business, like, people cut checks if you have so many likes, which is, which is bonkers. And it took me probably, like, a year and a half to kind of, like, wrap my head around that. To, to, to like, okay, well, we can make extra money for you just by you having, like, building your social media presence. So I definitely agree with that for Which sure. Which is wild, though. You know, and it's kind of this whole, it's kind of the whole, like, startup culture, right? Mm-hmm. Like, people yeah. get money yep. prior to really producing anything. Yeah. Like, their business could be losing money nonstop, and, but they can find investors. They can find people that are willing mm-hmm. to advertise with mm-hmm. them and at least kind of yeah. get them through. Which is all good whenever times are great. <laughs> you know, when everybody has money flowing around, yeah. they can find investment. That's great. But what happens whenever you have a downturn, right? Yeah. That's whenever things get a little interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, because then likes really don't, nobody cares about likes if there's no money flowing anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, anyway, it's kind of going off on a tangent, man. But, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it is definitely like a different, a different gap, though, man. And coach, I would, love, I would love to get your thoughts on this, man. Um, like, if you think about it, I was, I was just reading out some basic stats where, like, less than about 3% of high school players make it to D1 ball. Or, say, D, D2 and up ball, right? Mm-hmm. Um, out of those seniors, only 1.3% even have a chance to go try out, right? Yeah. With, like, a, with like any team. Do you feel like your players kind of say, all right, I know I only got, like, 1.5% chance of really getting to it. Are they kind of going into these draft seasons, like, Nah, I got a shot, you know? Oh, like to the league? Yeah. We got no one on our team like that. They have a much more realistic element. <laughs> but you got to appreciate that too, though, yeah, right? I appreciate them being realistic. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I mean, most of them are more, you know, if they can go overseas than anything. Yeah. The league. Are we looking overseas a lot? Yeah, they, okay. they are. More of them are, especially on the women's side. Yeah. Because um, there's not much money to be made. You go WBA unless you're the star yeah. on the team. Uh, is that changing? That, and even that, it's, it's even questionable. Really? Because uh, both of them still have to play both, but they have to play WBA. They have to go overseas and play. Oh, Just wow. to uh, make you know, ends meet, or at least live the life they want to live. I didn't realize it was that bad. I mean, I thought that at least if they were playing with the WBA, they at least had a decent paycheck where you can mm, no wow that's unfortunate alright yeah <laughs> so the focus is really on finishing school get education <laughs> yeah. and you know best of luck to you um, wow. but it, it's no there there's players are getting more realistic but you still have those some that just want to inspire to play at the next level you don't want to knock them for that and, and, and say hey you're not going to accomplish it but you do lay down the facts and let them know here's what it's going to take and here's the percentages and then <laughs> but Jay can attest to it, but I don't know exactly how much they make per se in the WBA. Or can you give me like some really rough numbers, man? Just just ballpark. You know, I'm not. I'm um, not ballpark on this contract. I would say it's between 50k to about 100. 
15, depending on who you are. Okay. So, uh, but that's before taxes, and that's before every state that you play in taxes. And that's before agent fees. And, yeah. And everything else. So, you know. So with the take-in, though, after all that said and done, what do you think you're, you're, you're getting from all that? Might want to go to church there, brother. <laughs> no, it's um. I mean, if you're a rookie, you're probably you're probably gonna take, you're probably taking teacher salary. Yeah. Uh, if you're a rookie. Um, wow. You know, if you're you know eight year vet, you can probably triple it depending on who you are. Quadruple it is a stretch. Uh, but I mean, t- typically, I think the salary cap is like <sighs> roughly about one twenty. For for like the max max player, that's usually like your your MVP. One twenty is the cap. Mm-hmm. So um, you know a lot, a lot, a lot Is of, it changing? Because I, I remember back when that day people were talking. Oh yeah, things are going to get you know they're, they're going to start paying more. We'll see. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll we'll definitely see. Um, but uh, you know, just kind of even picking up, you know, what Coach said, man. It's it's. The, the thing I think the thing that athletes or, or high school kids and college kids don't realize is that you got to be you got to be crazy slash different mm-hmm. and that that crazy is doing stuff that most people aren't doing and like if they are I said, I said crazy, not 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 psycho, man. Can we talk about that, man? Like, <laughs> hey, you know what? Just just drop this subject. Let's, let's let's go ahead and get into that, man. Let me let me get your opinion on that. Yeah, please, man. Uh, you were talking about psycho, and he's different. He he got his his kids on the map, and no, he's he's a genius. He is. It's sad that it's crazy to say, but he is, and he's, he's on. It worked. I was on his son's profile on Instagram this morning. Yeah. I had no business on his profile. <laughs> <laughs> He's a genius. And I was looking at his profile thinking, how can I make money off this kid? Yeah. yeah. Just because, like, that's the reach, you know, that sometimes crazy can attain. I mean, it, it, it's you all know, about money. So, you know, it's... If you kind of take it right back to the previous conversation that we had about what, what the kids are into and why they're into what they're up to, because they're seeing guys like that pull it off and it's like... Mm-hmm. You got, I mean, you got his kids out there getting some looks. Maybe yeah. they might have not gotten those looks, you know, previously, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and and they're making money off of it. They're selling those shoes still, right? I mean, it's reality TV at the end of the day, and reality yeah. TV is what's making money. Yeah, you know, that's the yeah. everybody. You know, my mother, my sisters, my wife, everybody. <laughs> That I, I don't understand it. I mean, I understand it from a financial perspective, but from a from an entertainment perspective, that's what's making money. And Lavar knew that, or somebody told him mm-hmm. that, hey, you know, plug into this outlet as much as you can. Who cares if you sound crazy? You'll be taken care of for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. you know. And look, he's he's been on ESPN with the big dogs talking about God knows what. So <laughs> yeah. CNN everywhere. He was on CNN. He was on CNN. Yeah. That spat between him and, and that's true. His was. son and, yeah. and so over, that's how that's how I know Trump. CNN is really so fake news, man. Yeah, the, the stealing They're in China. China. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. He, he got pardoned. They yeah. got yeah. That's crazy. Jesus. You know, I mean, I'm, about I'm just looking at his uh, Instagram as far as balls. Instagram, yeah. bar balls. 1.3 million followers. Man. The, the father. The father, yeah. man. Not in the ball, but it's the father, man. <laughs> the father. 1.3 million in the first post is his uh, G3 Lux Patriot shoes, man. Yep. So I'm not sure how much they're going for, but uh, but yeah, anyway, obviously, 
They actually look trash too. That's bad. <laughs> Come on, that's some bad looking shoes. Oh, man. Man. Check that out, man. But I, I mean, so you know, players are obviously looking at going overseas a little bit. I mean, and they can make some decent money overseas though, right? I mean, I mean, because they're getting some checks where they can at least kind of live over there for less. Yeah. And then kind of work both ways. I mean, especially of the cost of living, I would assume yeah. is lower. Like if you're playing, I have a cousin who graduated from Villanova. He's a seven. He's seven one. Nice. You know, wow. he's playing in <laughs> Mexico right now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's living a life. You know, as far as what he's telling me. Sure. You know, and uh, I don't think he's playing in like a super competitive league, but he lives in Mexico. I mean, but I mean, but even with that too, though, right? I mean, there's probably going to be. I'm trying to figure out what's the whole next wave in sports. It seems like esports has it. Mm, but for sure. but but maybe it might be around international ball as well. I mean, because that's like it's, it's coming up as well. Well, look at Stefan Marbury. Yeah, yeah. He's a god over there. Yeah, man. man. He has like a statue. Statue, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I mean, sorry. All, right. All right. So esports and like overseas ball, man. Just a couple of thoughts and things that might be coming up. But you know what, guys? I, I would love to at least do it for the audience. I'd love for you guys to maybe spend a couple minutes. Just talking about how you guys got into your career track, because I think it's nice that like everyone talks about going to the league and playing overseas, but I think it's also might be helpful for the audience as well to at least know how they could get into coaching, being a, a straight sports agent or even doing a guru when it comes to being a work the numbers man. So whoever wants to start it off would be cool. Uh, I, I can start. Um, you know, I was. As a fast person played in, in the NBA and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, you had him. Rowdy hit, and I said, it "Ain't gonna happen." <laughs> and uh, uh, for me, I, I got into it by uh, just uh, obviously networking, yeah. and uh, was asked to start coaching and uh, high school ball. Okay. And uh, I got I got the same excitement as if I was playing. Yeah. Um, you know, and teaching kids and coaching kids and. And uh, from there, it was about, okay, now uh, I, I'm enjoying this now. I don't want to make this as a profession because my profession, my study went to school was to be a PE teacher. Okay. And uh, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to be growing up, and I kind of picked that just to have it, something I can strive for, mm-hmm. um, fallback feeling. But coaching was for me, this is what I wanted to do and make a living. So I ended up uh, a few years at Milligan High School coaching. And Inspired to be a head coach, so I ended up um, taking a job at Lakewood, which I ran into this guy to my right, nice. or sitting in front of me, Mr. Jay Phils, and uh, he came in a nice suit and tie. Uh, oh yeah. Interview, and uh, even back then he had like oh he had yeah. suit, on? suit and everything. That's that's why I all I know him is in is a suit. <laughs> yeah. So when he showed up to this, I was like, what is this about? <laughs> but anyways, uh, and, and 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 coaching there, and again, just doing it the right way. Took the boys job for a little bit. Yeah. Then ended up going to Valley Christian Kelsner and uh, now I'm at Viola. But the path was just uh, constantly just networking, constantly coaching in the club scene. Um, and everything that I did was always at a professional level because you never know who's watching. That's how I got this opportunity coaching at Viola University was. Coach saw me coaching and he liked the way I presented myself. 
so no. um, if you want to strive for anything I think it's important to, to go after it and not give up and, and, and take risks and you're going to have to make some sacrifices in order to get there and there's going to be some hardship and that's going to test you to see if you really want to do this or like, yeah, I want to do something else so I think for me that was uh, important this is my you know going about 10 or 11 years wow. of, of coaching and going through the, the madness of parents and kids and, and girls mostly girls and uh, yeah it's been it's been a great ride so far that's cool man i mean you know I, I think it's really cool that you brought that up because people people want to learn how to get to certain spots but they don't understand the actual pathway and lots of people don't show them the path either and, and you know you had a couple of jewels that you dropped one networking mm-hmm. so that means that you can't go out and just trash people who you mm-hmm. might not get along with because you don't like them on thursday because you might see them three years down the line and they might be right. your colleagues in, right? <laughs> you yeah, know? Very good. He's, he's yeah. been a very advocate about networking. Yeah. And I've known him for, uh, man, it's been, ooh, it's, it's getting up there now. Um, <laughs> I always had a suit on them. Yeah, so, yeah, it's up there. It's good. But it's important to don't burn any bridges. Yeah. Even when they, they feel like they, they've done it, that did you wrong yep. or anything like that, you still want to be taken professional. Because you never know, um, you may have to cross that bridge again and, And, um, yeah, but it is. They don't teach you how to get to certain paths. We're even going back to school again about how to get there or how to attain. Um, but if you're trying to be a college coach, I, I highly recommend getting a high school basketball coach and, and then from there, club coaching. And then usually you'll interact with college coaches themselves. The system coach is looking for that next star or superstar. And then you build those type of relationships them and then those assistant coaches like myself aspire to be a head coach and then we'll go back and say hey you know what I remember talking to such and such I'm going to see what they're doing so it's all about just uh, getting through it that way and when you are doing it constantly learning and teaching yourself is important too because you don't want to get there and don't, don't know what you're talking about right. so uh, a, little bad, a little mixture of both will be important when trying to be a college coach so, that's smooth man smooth appreciate that that's oh, um, how you became this uh, <laughs> sports agent guru, oh, man. I'm just, just a simple guy. Um, yeah, I mean, just fell into it. Um, you know, I, I, I think it was, um, you know, uh, it was just one of those things. I, I love, I love business. I also love, you know, sports itself. Uh, just like you know, uh, Dominic trying to try to get to the league, and and uh, you know, for me, it was one of those personal things that just, you know, it was too much personal stuff that, that just didn't keep the, the, that, that door open. Uh, but I would say it was probably... When do you know, though, that you weren't going to the league, man? Because I, I always wanted to play pro ball as well. But when I was a sophomore and someone just power drive me into the dirt, I'm like, oh, I ain't going, dude. <laughs> I think, like, like, you just kind of forced it out of me. I'm like, right, I'm not going to be there. Um, <laughs> but what you know, I, man? I would probably say it was after I played juco ball, you know, my, my JUCO coach at that time just kind of kind of squeezed the love out of out of basketball for for uh, everybody. Um, so you know, I you know I had some looks and whatnot as far as you know D one looks, but I, I was I was over it. Mm-hmm. So I just w- would rather just just you know go to school and finish out school. Um, but you know, as far as like you know advice, never let anybody crush your dream because that that's 
that's something I think that for sure I allow him to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of his, you know, one of one of his coaches still in my head to this day as far as just kind of giving up. But that's, that's, I think that's probably the time that I knew. Um, but you know, started started coaching with you know Dominic for you know a, a while. Uh, you know, was also working in the corporate world, you know, at an investment company as well uh, in Newport Beach. And uh, for me, it was one of those things. Uh, I always loved the the business uh, of things, but also loved sports. So I didn't know if I wanted to try to find a way to get you know up up the ranks as far as you know working for a team or or what I wanted to do. But I had a buddy of mine who reached out to me who finished up, finished up college and was like, hey, man, I'm looking for an agent. Do you know anybody? I knew, and I knew, some, you know, a few people. Like, you know, I didn't know a lot of people at the time. And uh, so I just, you know, connected them. And, you know, uh, he was like, hey, man, do you know, <laughs> you know anybody that can that can, can do a basketball resume? I was like, yeah, I can do one for you. So I did that. And he was like, hey, bro, I don't mean to bother you, man, but, you know, know anybody that can do a highlight tape? You know, I was like, yeah, I know how to edit a little bit. So I, I did that. <laughs> and I, he was just like, Hey man, I appreciate you hooking me up, man. I got a job over, you know, over in Europe. I'm like, all right, cool. He's like, man, you should do this yourself. And I was just like, mm, we'll see. Uh, so I looked into it, and and like, uh, you know, uh, believe me, which is crazy. That's actually when I first saw Jerry Maguire. I just actually, I was like, yeah, let me look into this, and I yeah. watched Jerry Maguire, and I was like, I like that. That's all, yeah. You that's, know, that's I, I like that. Exactly. So. Uh, you know, I uh, started to kind of like do some more research, finally got licensed and stuff and started to reach out to, you know, to some people as far as clients building that, you know, uh, that, that rapport and relationships. But this goes back to what Dominic said. It's about, it's about building relationships. One thing that, you know, uh, and, and he probably knows about it. I always talk about, man, he, he brought that up to me back in like 2012. Never burn bridges. Uh, you know, no matter what adversity you're facing, always push through, but never burn bridges. You know, always network and uh, another uh, mutual friend of me and Dominic, you know, she used to always say, you know, no, no strangers. So anybody that you see, shake hands, talk to them, you just never know who they are. Right. Um, and I've, I've done that uh, to the point where, uh, you know, I, I was, uh, oh, you know, we were there, you know, at uh, um, that event um, for, you know, black men, you know, entrepreneurs. And, you know, we met Kareem Webb, who's yeah. the, the owner of Buffalo Wild Wings, who's black. And I didn't even know yeah. for, for all the franchise Buffalo Wild Wings out here. But it's one of, you know, I say that to say you just never know who you're going to meet. Never know who you're going to meet. Never know who may open that door that you've been waiting for for the longest. Uh, so True. that's just kind of how I got into it. Uh, and, you know, I, I would say whatever it is that you're trying to do, uh, just push push towards that dream. Because, you know, once you allow somebody to take away your dream, I mean, you're pretty much allowing somebody to take away your, who you are. And that's 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 never good. Well, you, you know, man, I, I always say that uh, I think – Finding out whatever your passions are, are are definitely like a great place to start. But it's like if you can find out whatever you're gifted at, and you have a gift of bringing people together. You obviously got all you know, all four of us linked up right here, man. And it's all because you just got, you just know how to manage your relationships well. Obviously, I've only known you for what maybe a year, maybe a little bit over a year. Yeah, yeah. a little over a year. But it, but dude, I can I can definitely tell that people kind of link to you. And then you're just a glue, you know. Yeah. And I mean, which is which is definitely one of those gifts that you have. So that's cool, man. And Nico, we're almost about to wrap up, man, but I yeah, definitely want to hear how, yeah, absolutely. Um, how you got into your space, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so just piggybacking off of what the guy said, number one, in my opinion, networking is 
the most powerful thing that you'll never learn in college. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, and I wish I knew about it earlier. But, but, but if you think about it, it's one of the best places for it too, though. It's one it of the breeding grounds, right? It yeah. is. And, and that's but it's a, not taught though. Yeah. And yeah. I think you have to be self-motivated to really pick on, pick up, um, to pick up on what networking is while you're in college, you know? So I think a good networker is someone who's already motivated, you know? So, you know, my fraternity brothers, there's 10,000 of us. Um, they ask me all the time, like, you know, we know your story. We know you grew up poor and you did this and, you know, government assistance, section eight housing, all that good stuff. But why, how are you managing guys that are worth 20, $30 million? Like how are you managing their money now? Why do they trust you? And, you know, I, I just stay humble. You know, that's my thing is I feel that if, as long as you're humble and people are truly good people, they're going to recognize that in you, you know, yeah. and, and feeling as if you're not better than anybody else. Because like, uh, these, like these guys just said, you never know who you're going to meet. And I've always, I think about that every time I step outside of my house. It's like, I don't know who I'm going to meet. Right. So I'm going to treat the $50,000 client like the $50 million client. Right. Because I don't know what doors that $50,000 client is going to open up for me. Yeah. And it, that's been the case. I've met clients who said, hey, Nico, my uncle is the best architectural design engineer in New York. Can you manage his money? Can you do this? You know, so you, you don't want to definitely, you don't want to build, uh, burn any bridges. Um, you definitely want to stay humble and you really want to network. Meet, don't be afraid to meet anybody. You know, I feel that the best people who are the best networkers, they're self-confident. They know what they bring to the table and they're not afraid of learning more. You know, and the, those people that are successful, they're self-motivated, but then like you were alluding to, they find their passion no matter what stage of life they find it. You know, I think once you recognize what your passion is, then you're not afraid to educate yourself further. You're not afraid to take out fifty thousand dollars in debt because you know a plus, you know, one plus one is going to equal two. If I'm going to, if I really want to be a doctor, I got to go to med school. You know, if you want to be a financial advisor, like Jay said earlier, you don't have to go to college. Yes, it will help you to network, but you just have to have thick skin, like I did, not being afraid to fail the series seven and sixty-six. You know, so. You just can't be afraid to take risks. I mean, you know, growing up humbly and, you know, seeing my mother get lights and electricity cut off, I knew no limit just from growing up that way. You know, I, there, was, there was always the expectation that there's more just because I didn't have anything. I knew like, okay, there's got to be more. And I saw everything around me. So I was like, I'm, I, I'm just as good as you are. I'm going to get it, you know, because you're not going to stop me. Right, you know, right, and I think that's just being self confident. Um, but networking, um, I think that for the youth, that's going to be the most powerful differentiator between being overeducated or not having enough education. If you can network with everybody in the room, no matter how big or small the room is, you'll be more successful than most people in that same room. That's a major fact. Yeah, I just want to add a one thing that Nico said that 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 I love. Um, you know, and and for me, the word humble. Is a mixture of so many different things. Being humble, listen. I've learned so much, so much stuff from this dude. Like no, no bullshit. This is true. Like I've learned so much, and it's because I listen, and I apply a lot of stuff that he says to my life, and I got to where I am now. I'm not saying I'm the most successful person in the world because I'm not by no means, but my drive, my vision to see adversity coming. Because he used to talk yeah. about this all the time. See adversity coming. Adversity is there to show you who you are. Do you fold or do you push through? 
And I learned that from this guy. And I learned other things from other people. I take different things. And my thing is, is I think that if, if you can get to the point where you are open to listening, not hearing, people, you can hear. If you, if you physically can hear, you can hear. But it's different from hearing and listening. There's stuff that I pick up from you, from, from Nico, various different people. You got to be able to humble yourself, swallow your pride. It doesn't matter if you're a male or female, because I know guys are very prideful, but it doesn't matter male or female, it doesn't matter what gender. Swallow your pride and listen. And you'll be more, you'll, you'll, you'll realize, you'll see bigger change and more success rate by just listening because totally you never works. know. It doesn't matter what age that person is. That, that, that person can be a 10 year old kid yeah. that can drop some knowledge on your lap that you didn't even know, and that changes your whole life. Yeah, man. I mean, hands down, you know, one of the, the most humbling things that I have personally experienced is, uh, is getting married. Cause listening to your wife, dude, <laughs> yo, <laughs> I'm talking about growth. I mean, like, I mean, seriously, though. I mean, like, you know, being able to, to, to kind of stop and get outside of yourself and then put, you know, put your pride aside and being able to take in brand new information about what you're doing that maybe you need to course correct, whatever that may be. Yo, it would change your life, though, man. So I think that's spot on, man. Oh, yeah. Spot on. Well, you know what, fellas? We're about to wrap it up because I know it's Saturday. You guys got to get home to doing whatever else you guys want to get on to doing this, this whole weekend, man. But I really do appreciate everyone showing coming out. Uh, please tell everybody at least how to reach you, like whether it's on um, Instagram, Twitter, whatever like platform you guys use. LinkedIn. Like LinkedIn is the best way. Nico, N-I-C-O, Sharp, S-H-A-R-P. That's weird. Oh, man. <laughs> Keep it simple, coach. I like it, man. I like it. <laughs> you know, I don't have any followers or anything like that. So, just, you know, first and last name, Dominic Freeman, F-I-O-N-E-U, will be just as, just as effective. Yeah, well, appreciate that, man. Uh, just, you can use LinkedIn, man. LinkedIn, J-Field, that's it. Simple enough, man. Well, you know what, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in, as always. And stay tuned for next episodes. Guys, podcast.